You're listening to Web Suasion Conversation, episode 34. the show. I am Ryan Williams, president and founder of the Web Suasion Group and Kapoka Studios here at Pinewood Atlanta Studios in Fayetteville, Georgia. Today on the show, we have Venus Sims of Edgewood Realty Group. Venus came from the mortgage industry before becoming a real estate broker with a focus on property management. She focuses on finding and managing investment properties, handling the day-to-day frustrations of maintenance and tenant interaction for her clients. Before we get to Venus, real quick, I want to tell you that we here at Kapoka Studios not only produce our own podcasts like this one, but we also produce podcasts for clients like you. Podcasting is a great way to build credibility, presence, and connections for your business. All you need to be is a good conversationalist and leave the technical details to us. It can boost the search engine placement of your website, provide quality content for your social media feeds, and help you build that all-important email list. If you've been thinking about doing your own podcast, give me a call, Ryan Williams, 404-418-8909, extension 10, or email ryan, R-Y-A-N, at websuasion.com, W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N dot C-O-M. Now let's talk to Venus Sims. Thanks for joining us on the show. You're welcome. Thanks for having me. So tell me about yourself. Where did you grow up? I grew up in St. Louis, Missouri. It was a wonderful time there. I was there the first 18 years of my life. Wow. And yeah. So I moved to Atlanta in 1987, okay. right out of high school. Right what, out of high school. What brought you to Atlanta? Well, my sisters were here. Okay. They had moved down um, after high school and um, enrolled in college. One of my sisters was a student, uh, graduated from um, Spelman. Okay. And then the other graduated from Georgia State University. My alma mater. Yeah. Oh, right. <laughs> Me too. Me oh, too. yeah. Yeah. Cool, yeah. Cool. And I used to visit Atlanta in the summers as a high schooler yeah. and just kind of fell in love with it. It was just, just, I don't know, it was so welcoming and fun. And at that time, MARTA was just being uh, <laughs> built. Okay. And so there was no, um, there was just a few trains going yeah, on. Yeah, yeah. It was just fun. We we had all kinds of fun. They took me all types of places, you know, hanging out with your big sisters. Right. So um, it sort of stuck in my mind as someplace where I might want to come, you know, after um, high school. And that's what I did. How many sisters? Yeah. Two. Mm-hmm. And they're and, still here. So what did you do at Georgia State? Oh, boy. what Let's say, what didn't, what didn't I do? <laughs> Georgia State was just a magnificent experience for me. I was a part-time student and a full-time employee. Yeah? Okay. So, yeah, I uh, my first real job was there. <laughs> oh, and, so you worked at Georgia State as yes, well? Yes, okay. yes, in the library. Oh, nice. Okay. Yeah, and it's so funny. Uh, my job in the library was typing the codes to go on the books. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I sat there all day on little stickers uh-huh. and uh, typed the Dewey Decimal. Fun. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but <clears throat> made lots of friends and uh, ended up moving to um, someplace else at Georgia State to uh-huh. Human Resources. And all you know, a while I was going to school, so I'd work, you know, 8 to 5. And yeah, yeah. Go to school in the evening. I had a family. Yep. 
at that time, a little girl and my husband. And, you know, we both worked at Georgia State okay. and went to school at Georgia State. So it was just like family. Georgia yeah. State was family. Yeah. And it, very much a commuter school back then, too. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 Like it's kind of changing now a little bit. I think they. Yeah. More of the, a campus campus life, but it is yeah. kind of in the middle of the city. But the cool thing about my experience at Georgia State was the fact that I was a full time employee did not stop me from getting the full student experience. Right. So being involved in student activities, my husband at that time and my daughter would go on these, you know, student trips with me. So yeah. we just really got the whole student experience as well as you're earning a living <laughs> working yeah. there. So it was a lot of fun. And had the movie theater there. Oh, every percent. Yes, yes. And RAS was yeah. the uh, radio station. Yep. WRAS. Yep. And Did you ever work there? Or? No, 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 no. But I was on that road quite a bit because yeah. uh, at the, the bottom of the student center was uh, where student activities, the headquarters and the hubs were. Yep. So all the that's right. That's yeah. right. I remember that. Now. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so all the planning and everything uh, happened there. I was yeah. actually um, the chair of a what we call the nightlife committee, which we were we had a budget of probably about a million dollars, which was student activity fee money. Yeah. And we planned all the events for the night students. Yeah, I got a little bit of that <laughs> money, I think. I, we performed a couple of times, so yeah. Some okay, the, so you remember. In the, 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 what they call it, the quad, what yes. was the, um, the yes, open area. between the library mm-hmm. and Sparks Hall. Probably right. the most money we ever made as musicians at that time. <laughs> like, they're going to pay $500 for yeah. us to play? Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, Georgia State was a cool experience. I was there. Uh, Roughly for about, well, at least eight, because it took me you yeah. know, double the time yeah, going yeah. part-time. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah I was so. there almost six, too, for like yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah, but it was it was a great experience, and, and I, I love it. Every time I get a chance and I go downtown and I go over the... It's changed so much, yeah. though. It looks so different down there now. They are taking over. <laughs> they took over the entire city, <laughs> yeah, with the, the football and everything, too. Yeah. What did you do straight out of college, though? Uh, I went to uh, corporate, as corporate as you can get. I went to, well, SunTrust Bank. Oh, it's funny. That's where my wife went. That's where she worked for, wow. for 18 years. Well, I wasn't there <laughs> <laughs> that long. By, you did, by, you oh, wised no. up real quick and got out. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I was there right about a, a year. Yeah. And that at that point, I really was like, um... Corporate is really not for me because I had been, you know, working, of course, at Georgia State uh, as well. And I really had grown to love working in secondary education at the university. Right. I worked for a couple of the deans. Yeah. uh, The dean of students at that time. Uh, That that was awesome. That's cool. (laughs) Was on sorority row. Uh uh, Was where the office was. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And. So I just, uh, and then I ended up working for uh, a psychology professor, which was really nice. I'm working with some grants. Um, He had a lot of um, grad students that were um, on grants. So Uh I was in charge of basically everything he needed me to do (laughs) to administrate the grants and that type of thing. So going from that administrative atmosphere to a bank. Yeah. Yeah, it was very different. Yeah. <laughs> it was very different. Well, how do you go from all of that to getting into real estate then? Well, there was a little um uh I deviated a little bit. It was the sales is something that I've just always, you know, yeah. enjoyed. Anything that had to do with with sales if it was something that I could believe in or I liked myself. Right. I just 
sort of a natural word of mouth type person. Right. And so were you doing direct sales for some companies for a while? Or it, n- well, it yeah. All? Yeah, I yeah. was. As a matter of fact, I had a short stint with Mary Kay Cosmetics. Okay. And that was a wonderful thing. I earned two vehicles and during the time <laughs> really? I was, yeah. Did you get the pink ones? <laughs> almost the pink Cadillac. Almost the pink yeah, Cadillac. almost the pink Cadillac. But the first two level cars and uh, we used to go to Dallas quite a bit for the, the big Convention, conventions yeah. mm-hmm. and uh, won a couple of diamonds. Uh, so wow. it, <laughs> I really enjoyed the the cosmetics and helping uh, what I considered you know helping women uh, find independence in uh, like home based businesses right, things like right. that. So yeah. I, I I really enjoyed that my time it, even though it was short it was about a year and a half um, but it was sort of preparing well. me. You, you achieved a lot in a year and a half. Then. Yeah, it was quick. That, yeah. yeah, yeah, it doesn't. Because usually it takes many, many years to be able to, to sell. It took me to, four months to, to to earn my first vehicle. Well, you've got some sales talent, yeah. definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so that makes it a, a little easier for you to sell property and yeah. Yeah, deal with yeah, investors. Some, and things stuff. that I love. Yeah. Let's just say that. If yep. it's something that yeah, I you, can buy into. You um, have to believe it. Yeah. 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 And I think there's a difference because, I mean, people say sales can be learned. And so there's different schools of, of, sure. of thought on that. And I don't necessarily disagree with that. It's some aspects of excitement, it. though. You know, yeah. Like if you're excited about something or if you know this is the way, you know. Yes. It's a lot easier to, yes. to, to talk to people honestly about it. And they exactly. pick up on whether you're being fake or not. Ex- yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, that was um, sort of my first foray in because um, I actually left Georgia State the last time because I think I maybe I skipped, mm. went to corporate and then ended back up back at up. Georgia State. Yeah. But this time, not, you know, not as a part of going to school. It was just, you just know, my working. full-time job. Yeah. 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 When I left there, I left to um, just start on my own in entrepreneurship full-time, which was in uh, sales directorship with Mary okay. Kay. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Then, then from there? Then went into furniture sales for a while. A and that was a lot of fun. Yeah. 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 And then from from that, ended up in the mortgage industry. So yeah. you were actually processing mortgages? You were a mortgage I was, yes. broker? Okay. Yes, yes. How long did you do that? From 2002 to 2006. So that's how you learned the business. Then. Oh, that's, yeah. That's where you got it. Yeah, because actually part of that, either if we weren't, uh, doing a mortgage for a refinance, we were doing one for purchase money, which is uh, financing a mortgage. Right, right. So I learned quite a bit about you know real estate because obviously I was dealing with um, agents yeah, and, and things like that. Closing attorneys and everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that was a, an interesting time because that was right before the the market downturn. Right. It was leading. It was leading into that. That's when the bubble was. So you were in position when everything <laughs> was. We had a lot of HUD and REOs. Yeah, it was it was very interesting because uh, that is a uh, historically male dominated right. um, field, and um, I was the uh, the only female in the office in the cubicles of all the guys with yeah. the well, you know, selling the mortgages. I just fell in love with it. I, yeah. If I fall in, in love with something, I could sell it. Right. <laughs> so the the whole process. I mean, at that time, I mean, the loans were. I mean, if you were breathing, you could right could could get a mortgage. Right. <laughs> well, so did you end up becoming a real estate agent as well at some point? Or? Well, no. Some of the guys in the office would say, "Hey, you should get your real estate right. license." You know, because with doing the mortgage, I would end up it would end up kind of spilling over because mm-hmm. I would be helping, sort of um, getting a attached to the person and the agent right. and you know so it was suggested hey you should get your you know real estate license and I just kind of and being good at sales too well yeah like, yeah. yeah 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 so um 
that's what I eventually did in 2006. I took somebody up on that and it was like, you know, well, well, maybe I should, you know, get my real estate license. And when I did that, it wasn't three months before the the market crashed. Oh yeah, yeah. And here I was with this brand new, yeah. <laughs> brand new real estate license. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. But I actually made it work because even though, um, of course, the the market was flooded with um, you know foreclosures and mm-hmm. REOs, um, it's just a numbers game. Yeah. You know, for every one regular average house you would have sold, you probably have to do three or four REOs. Right. 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 But I did that and sort of made some made relationships with investors because at that time, you know, they were sort of cleaning They're up. The ones the- buying. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it was just about the the numbers. Yeah. And I was able to keep afloat when a lot of people were um, deciding to, you know, call it quits or go back to whatever it was they were doing before yeah. <laughs> when, when before the market crashed. Right. So but for me. There was not an option because I did not want to go back to any form of, you know, corporate or, or corporate. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, nine yeah. to five. I had gotten a taste of, you know, being just free. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. So <clears throat> I was thinking, I thought to myself, you know, whatever is, you know, legal uh-huh. mm-hmm. <laughs> that I can do to, you know, raise my family and, um, you know, that that's what I'm going to do. And it will be a very, very last resort. You know, right to to, uh, to go back. You accumulated a lot of investor contacts. Yeah. At what point did you go? Huh. I think I maybe need to start doing property management as well. Well, that was much later because the first few years I was just concentrating on you know staying <laughs> afloat. Sales, yeah. And the real estate commission in Georgia allows you to, in order to get a broker's license, you have to be a licensed realtor for for three years. Uh-huh. And so I always had thought in the back of my mind that someday I you know probably like to be a broker. And, and have my own company. Gotcha. But you know how time just tends to fly by, yeah. you know, and I looked up and it was probably a little, maybe six years had passed. Um, and I was like, oh, I could have done that three years ago, but I think I'll do it now. So I studied for the uh, broker's exam okay. and um, got a, a broker's license. Cool. And now just because you have a broker's license doesn't, you know, in itself mean you have a company. You right. would be a broker an, or an associate broker with a license under, you know, Somebody another else. broker. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, you know, you, you don't have to step out on the limb and actually open your own business. But right. I that's what I wanted to do. So you just went straight for it and. And started your own thing? Uh, yeah, I, I worked uh, while I was in broker school. I was at my last broker mm-hmm. um, in, in Riverdale. And she was a, a, a good friend of mine and a, and a great colleague. And she had offered me, I told her I was going to work on my brokerage. Yeah. And she says, well, just put your license here. And, you know, while you're going to school, yeah, you, yeah. you know, just you, you can work out of my office. Right. So that's exactly what I did. And I was already working with property management right. in a smaller form because she allowed property management. E- every broker does not allow or does not do property management. Right. Do you have to have a brokerage license to do property management? You or? should have a real estate license Gotcha. Okay. to practice property management. Yeah. Yes. And unfortunately, that is, you know, there are many who are not. Right, right. Yeah. Gotcha. But be, because in and of itself that you, you are handling trust funds, right? you should have a real estate license. Right, right. Yeah. Because they have a process for that. That is correct. Yeah. They have a process. Yep. <laughs> so uh, very, very clear process. Yes. <laughs> 
Did you start hiring other agents immediately? Or No, um, I was pretty terrified to do that. Yeah. And that wasn't my, initially, when I decided I wanted to be a broker, it was just to have my own little, you know, my own little piece of, um, you know, capitalism, I guess you yeah, could say. Exactly. And not to, in my mind, you know, I won't have to split it with anybody. I mean, it's mine. It's, yeah. you know, I didn't think that I would have any agents under me. And I was actually a little scared to do that because, you know, when you're going through school, they're yeah. teaching you that you may have agents, but of course, uh, everything is ultimately <laughs> right. You're responsible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that kind of kept me at bay for a moment. <laughs> Just yeah. thinking, let me, you know, get my bearings about me first. Yeah. Before I think about, you know, and in any any business, it's scary to hire. You know? Yeah. Like yeah. That, that res- taking that responsibility. Yeah. So it was the two years before okay. I <laughs> before I decided to do that because then I actually saw. I mean, it could be lucrative to right. to, to have agents, yeah, but yeah. then also it's just about who you pick. I mean, right. you know, you just you're just picking the right people. Yeah. And the way I looked at it is, as an agent for all those years under two other brokers, I think I was a model agent. You know, right. I never caused them any problems. I was, you know, ethical. Right. I, you know, so I'm like, okay, that's what I just need to do. I need to get someone like that. Right. <laughs> and, and, and you also <laughs> had enough experience to see that there were other people that probably weren't. Exactly. Right. So you knew what you didn't want to hire. Exactly. You know? So I decided that I would just start off small and now we have three. Okay. That's and good. It's, it's, it's kind a good of number. Kept it yeah. Like, kept it like that. Are, are you hoping to someday grow it larger than that or are you, are you comfortable where you are? I'm kind of comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. For, for what I do, because my focus is on the property management. Right. So I am working on growing my property management doors or doors under management. Uh-huh. So even though we are full service brokers and we do represent buyers and sellers, my main focus is on the property management. So is, is your primary focus then on when you are buying, you have an investor that comes in and says, this is the kind of property I'm looking yes. for. And, so how does that process work? Like if you had a new investor come in, how would you work with them? How would you start that out? Well, um, the first thing I would do is just listen to what their goals are Right. as an investor. My favorite type is just, you know, an average, you know, everyday person who uh, is using real estate as a means to build wealth. Okay. Yep. Or, you know, to make a nest egg or, you know, to leave, you know, for their, for their children. Yeah. So because I really feel like uh, I'm actually getting to engage and actually see something happening that yep. is happening for that person. Right, right. So the first conversations we have is just uh, us getting to know one another and, and what their um, goals are for their properties. And then once I have that and uh, have a good understanding of that is when I can go into action as far as putting things together or presenting to them um, properties that I would suggest that they buy. Gotcha. Yeah, that yeah. would be uh, in a line with what their goals are. Do you find a lot of them are dealing with cash or are they are they able to get bank loans at this point? What's It the- used to be... Uh, it used to be cash, like yeah. everybody. It's <laughs> just like because you couldn't cash. get a loan for a long time, right? Well, I mean, for one thing, that you the banks really don't want to loan these small amounts. And remember, when right, right after the crash, you could pick up a four bedroom house for fifty fifty thousand right. dollars easily. So they didn't want to finance a yeah business loan on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So people were coming with cash. I, I've had an investor. <laughs> write a check for like $67,000 and just give it right. to me and say, you know, here you go. You, you know, th- I want to buy the house now. And I'm like, well, there's a process. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hand you the keys right now. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. One time I had uh, one of my biggest clients, uh, actually he is my, my biggest client. They are citizens of the UK. Okay. We were writing the contract and there was a, you know, the earnest money where you talk about the earnest money deposit. Well, he just could not understand why he couldn't pay the whole amount right. as, the, <laughs> as the earnest money. Different so. rules over there, I guess. <laughs> And, and actually, you could. Yeah. It was kind of weird. Yeah, <laughs> unusual. Yeah, But you could. There was nothing to stop you from, from doing that. So, um, it, so in those cases, do they even come over here much? Or are you completely, uh, or have they ever even seen their properties? Yes. Uh, they the very, the very first time we met, which was back in 2012, they yeah. were over here just, uh, I guess you could say, speculating. Right. Because they had heard that, you know, <laughs> there's a lot of this is you got to come to, you know, right. Atlanta. Yeah, yeah. So maybe twice in the seven years we've been working together, have they uh, come here? Now, I've gone there three times. As a matter of fact, I just got back oh, yeah. uh, recently because every now and then they uh, like to have a face to face. And yeah. so they have me over. Is it, Are they in London or? Yes. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you get to. Spend a couple of days in London. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So, (laughs) um, no complaints. No, no complaints about that. So, yeah, that's what I normally do when I meet a client or or an investor. I really assess their needs. And the good thing about it is that we can do it all. We can represent them in the purchase of the property. We can um, assist with the uh, rehab if there's any rehab needed. Right. Uh, We can manage the property then once it's up and cash flowing. And then if they decide to uh, take their golden parachute, (laughs) we can um, sell the property. So and we've done that um, actually several, several cycles. Um, We've been there throughout the whole whole process. Yeah. How long you've been doing the property management? Since we opened up in 2014. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So it's been almost six years now. Yeah. Yeah. Do you find that there is a particular like size of house that's best for rental or like what what is your your guideline usually? The four bedroom just seems to be the That's the way to go. Four, yeah. four, four bedroom what two two, two and a half bath. bath. Two and a half. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that just seems to be the way to go. Now you get your standard 3 2. I mean, yeah. yeah, that is And that will rent pretty well too. Yes. Yeah. Yes, yes. Now the rental market is very robust right now. Um rents are at uh, I won't say an all-time high, but they are higher than, you know, I've seen them. There's just not a lot of properties available. Correct. A lot of yeah. good properties, I should say. Yeah. Because, you know, unfortunately, just like in any other industry, you have your bad actors, you right. have your slumlords, <laughs> that yep. type of thing, yep, yep. who just uh, want to collect rent. Right. Don't um, put any any work into it. Yeah. 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 And those are the type, of course, I steer uh, clear of. Do you find it's difficult to explain to your clients like, you know, hey, the house needs a new roof. You need to do this investment. Like. You know, this, um, this water heater died. You know, we've got to put a <laughs> decent one in there. Not, yeah. That's always a conversation. Yeah. Um, but the thing is, really, with that assessment, that initial assessment, assessing not only what uh, the client's goals are, but just what type of just assessing that person. And yeah. you can tell a lot about. Get a feel just, for them. Yeah. 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 Uh, and, and those I don't accept, you know, everybody who comes to uh, talk to me about possibly doing property management. It's just as much an interview of right. the client as it is an interview of the property manager. Well, you're going to be interacting with them on an ongoing yeah. basis. So you yeah. want to have a good relationship. Yeah. There. Yeah. It makes and sense. now that's something that I have learned, you know, over the years, because, you know, at first, of course, you take you everything. Just, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 
Uh, but uh, uh, someone that I admire you very, very much, as a matter of fact, someone from my um, Mary Kay years, huh? uh, who's now a what they call a national sales director emeritus. That's when you've you've kinda, done it you've all. Kind of right? retired, <laughs> yes. and, But you're coming back and teaching and stuff. Yes, and st- yes, yeah. yes. And she always said that um, the sign of success is you know when you can say no or who who right. you can say you know no to. So that's the hardest thing to like if you're a people pleaser. Yeah. <laughs> it's hard to say no when you yeah. know when you know you can help somebody, but they're not your best client. You know, yeah. it's not they're not. But ideal. I've learned I can say. Yeah, <laughs> I'm a convert. I'm I'm, I'm pretty good now. Yeah, every now and again, you know, someone will you know get me yeah. a little bit. Yeah, but that's very few and far between. And when you know you have limited resources. At that point, you have to start making those decisions. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you know, having that goes back to what you said about those conversations about okay, you need a new roof, or you know, you need some expensive thing. There are going to be some cost. You're going to have. Yeah, well, that's you set that up at the beginning. Yeah, you know, and we do thorough property condition reports at the beginning, and um, here it is. This is what you have, and this is what you know you may or may need to think about replacing in the next few years or, you know, things like that. We sort of set the stage. A lot of people probably getting into it think, well, it's just one house I'm starting with. I can manage this myself. What are some of the pitfalls (laughs) that your average homeowner should understand about that? why you need a property manager, you know? Well, the thing that sticks out the most is when it's time to, you know, part ways with a tenant. Not in a happy, yeah. <laughs> not in a happy situation. Yeah, because tenants, there are some, there is something called a professional tenant. Yeah, and these people, you know, no landlord tenant law. You know, probably as good as me. Right. <laughs> and if you get one of those, and it doesn't even have to be to that extreme, but at that time when you have to have an unpleasant departure of a tenant, is really hard on people because they don't have a clue. Right. Where to start? Now you're having to hire a lawyer. Yeah. And yeah, cost going into it. Yeah. Yeah. Like what is the real cost of, of, of evicting someone? It's nice when, when, you know, the rent's coming in and, yeah. you know, no one's complaining about anything. Yeah. But those times when you, you know, have to get down in the weeds. Right. You, you think twice about that. And those actually end up being my best customers, the ones who have you know, self-managed. Had a, right. They've had problems <laughs> before. And now they're like, I can't, I'm not doing this. Well, yeah. 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 And, and actually I would say, even those ones who may not necessarily have had a problem, but they just see how time consuming right. it is. It's another job. Yeah. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. And you're on vacation or it's Christmas Day and Right. You have you know, to deal with it. It's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, you have one of those one you have one of those instances and you're looking for a property manager. Well and I imagine the rental contract too is something that a lot of yeah. people make a big mistake on if they don't get that, that wording exactly right. They they're, do. They're gonna be uh opening themselves up for Oh boy. A you, lot of problems. You wouldn't imagine. Something as simple as a, a security deposit. Right. Um returning a security deposit. Conventional wisdom might say, well, if this person, you know, broke something, mm-hmm. then they don't get their security deposit back. Or, But if it's not worded that way in the contract. Yeah, because there's something called wear and tear, normal wear and tear. And right. certain things are considered normal wear and tear. So you can't go, well, I'm not giving you your, you know, security deposit back. Yeah. Um, you have to let people know within five days of the time they move out. Okay. You know what? Here's the list. Here's what I'm charging for that type of thing. And if you do not do that, and you contact them on the sixth day, you don't get it. No. Gotcha. So things, you know, things like that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Lots of the, pitfalls. That all the details. Yeah. 
And it, I would imagine insurance and all kinds oh, of other stuff too. Yeah, be, all kinds of stuff. Yeah. All kinds of stuff. So I'm here for those who <laughs> want to yeah. consider property management, but I get it that, you know, people, oh, I could do that. Yeah. So, I mean, there's nothing wrong with, with, with trying. Give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you, if you're gambling type, yeah. Yeah. I use the old, uh, I guess, analogy of if you've got a Mach 1 or some, you know, very expensive vehicle. Yeah. You know, you kind of sit up in the stands and you hire a driver to drive that. You're not. Right. Right, <laughs> right, right, right. Right? Yeah. Unless you're uh, Paul Newman. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's yeah. hands on. But, but you get it, on. right? Yeah. <laughs> You just yeah. sit up in the stands and, and or you and, buy and a thoroughbred. Up. You're not gonna be the you're not gonna be the jockey. There we go. There <laughs> yeah. we go. There we go. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I know you guys are working on uh, some things having to do with service animals. So talk about yes. that. Yes. Well, um, the National Association of Residential Property Managers is the uh, trade association, um, similar to the Board of Realtors, uh-huh. but it's a trade association for property managers specifically right. because there is a very, very distinct difference between sales and property management. So this entity is for property managers. And we do uh, some governmental affairs uh, type work as well. Uh, We lobby for different things that will make the industry better. Right. And uh, so with that group, we are now working on getting some legislation passed as it relates to Emotional support animals or some uh, service Service animals, animals that type of thing, because there's a lot of uh, fraud going on Mm -hmm. uh, with people misrepresenting the fact that they um, have a a need, a true need for some type of, um, you know, assistance animal. And is there no specific qualifications right now in Georgia for that, or, or is this nationwide? What's uh, it's a nationwide thing. Some okay. states have actually passed. Alabama, being an example, has uh, uh, is one state that has passed some um, legislation that makes it illegal to misrepresent that. Okay. So, and and the reason behind it seems to be that uh, if if I have a no pet policy. Uh-huh. But you have Fido, and Fido happens to be a vicious breed. And I tell you that we don't accept dogs, or you know something to that effect. Or we, we, if we do accept your animal, then there's a deposit or pet rent. Some can charge now. So a few days later, you (laughs) hear that hey, you can just go on the internet and get a letter that says Fido is a. Emotional support. Emotional support animal, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's Anxiety a lot. Whatever, yeah. There we go. There's a lot of that going on. Yeah. And the bad thing is that, you know, things are happening. You uh, Dog attacks or damage right. or, or, or things like that. Um, when that could be avoided if, you know, people would not, um, you know, cheat or try to, yeah, yeah, to cheat the system because there's so many people that, that actually have a real need for. Right. Right. Uh, assistance animals and as- assistance animal just that that's uh, what the HUD refers to it as it's an assistance animal and that refers to housing like public housing but then you got a service animal that is uh, in public places right so there's lots of different you know verbiage distinction yeah yeah nobody's real clear on it at the moment exactly but what is clear is that there are plenty of people misrepresenting the fact that um, you know their need and there's a couple of things that you have to as a property manager or even as an owner if you are managing your own property you need to find out if that person has a disability as defined by the 
Americans with Disabilities Act. So that's one test. Do they have a disability? And is that animal uh, a need or does it serve some purpose that has to do with that uh, with that disability? Right. Those are the only two. If it does not meet those two litmus tests, that is not a true service animal. True service animals go through a training process too, right? So they have to be sort of certified, don't they? Yes and no. There's two sides of that. Um, if you have an emotional support animal actually doesn't have to be. It right. doesn't have to be. It just has to be. You have to have a certification that you need that animal for your disability. They right. don't have to have any special training. Gotcha. So, yeah, it, it really, really gets can get in the weeds. And if you just don't know, if it's a, a, a true service animal, you can't charge um, a Either pet addition. deposit. Yeah. You can't charge pet rent. You can't, you can't refuse. Yeah, you can't refuse. So it's it's. It's yeah, it it can really get kind of, um, you know, down in the weeds. And and that's something that you should um, as a property owner, they should know about. Right. And as property managers that are trying to make things better for their clients, you know, we should know it. And that's that's one of the things we're working on right now. How long do you think it'll be before anything happens with that? I don't think it'll be long at all because we are right now. doing letters to our representatives and we uh, ha- we're planning this spring a um, a visit to the Capitol and we've already made inroads. We have a political action um, committee that we're, we're working on getting Good. an actual lobbyist. Right. But we work with the realtors as well. We work right alongside the realtors as well. Of course, they have those things established right. uh, as far as having their own lobbyists and things like that. Sure. But it's all about private property rights and things. So we align with uh, one another. Gotcha. But I don't think I really think probably within the next two years, I think we should uh, we should have uh, oh, that here in Georgia because it's already in other states have already made it illegal to do that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So it's just about getting it in front of the legislators uh, so that they actually see and kind of understand what's happening, so to speak. Yeah. 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 So I'm, I'm pretty positive about it. That's good. That's good. So with you, with your business, how do you go about finding those investors? How are you making that business development uh, connection? Well, um, one thing I'm doing is working very closely with my fellow realtors. Yeah. Because, of course, I was a realtor before I was property manager. So I've got um, I'm a member of the Fayette County Board of Realtors. And uh, for several years was a member of, uh, um, in addition to that, Metro South Board of Realtors. So realtors are their family as well. And since the majority of real estate agents or realtors don't even want to do property management (laughs) but that's not to say that they don't have clients who need property management so they can provide a a great referral base um and we're actually we've actually started a new program called um, the agent advantage and that's where we're actually asking agents to refer their investor clients to us and then we sort of partner along the, it's not like you're just giving this referral, this kind of way, and you'll never see them again. Right. We work with them along the way, uh, sort of uh, in concert. Pur- as a purchasing agent, so they, they get to be a, the purchasing agent for... Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes. And then, like, I have one now um, that referred a client to me who had just purchased a house, a brand new construction home. He was buying it to 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 use as a rental. Wow. Yeah. But eventually he may want to sell it right so and she knew that i had this program so she referred him to me and and that only makes her 
look good because right. what she's doing is saying we don't our company does not manage um, residential properties but i have a partner for that let me introduce you to her she'll help you with that right and i mean there you go yeah yeah so i reach out to my fel- fellow realtors with that program and i sort of have little rewards for them uh, the program has a point system so you actually earn points when we sign on a new uh, property management client nice. when we lease the property you earn points yeah. at every renewal of the lease you earn points so those points can be traded in for things like you know sometimes i'll give away ce classes or you know just just different things that would be beneficial to the realtor and then if that client ever decides to sell probably most likely i would be the first point of contact but at that point i share whatever uh commission back with that original realtor so it's like a it's a win-win situation yeah yeah that's so right now that is what i'm uh, working on as far as a, a referral base because it's right there right you know, is there any uh, area that you guys focus on? Or are you doing south side of Atlanta? The mostly, south or? side of Atlanta, south of the airport, basically. Okay. Every now and again, there will be an outlier uh, if it's a special circumstance. But how I like to think of it is it, the property needs to be someplace that if there was an emergency where I actually had to, you know, be on site, right. that it would be, say, within forty a 45 minute drive. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So that that puts you up. You Sylvan Road kind of area is up yeah. in there too. Yeah, yeah. So you can go pretty far up mm-hmm. into to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have um, uh, a couple in Hapeville. Yep. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, at one time I had one. This is funny, and I did it as a favor for a friend. I actually uh, had a property in Chatham County in Savannah. Uh. Wow, that's a long drive. Yeah, yeah, but we made it work. Yeah. It was a uh, a public housing situation, and. Um, we uh, we managed it for a little over a year, yeah. Um, just until it got enough to a place where he could sell it at a profit, yeah. And it, and it worked out. I sent my maintenance crew down there, you know, for the initial, you know, setup. Right, right. And everything was, you know, online. We have automated um, door locks, that type of thing. So we yep. made it work, and it worked for a little over a, a year. That's good. But yeah, by and large, <laughs> do you go? Do you get onto like the making? Uh, no, no, I just yeah. try to stay Atlanta Metro. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Although I hear tell that there are some really good deals in Macon. Yeah, that's what I'd heard. That's why I wondered if you, yeah. you, you went down that far. <laughs> but the cool thing about being a part of this um, National Association of uh, Residential Property Managers is that we're this alliance yeah. so uh get a lot of feedback and information from Well, the yeah, other. there's uh, people in the, the industry who are in Macon. Right. So we sort of, um, you know, help each other. So it wouldn't be that it wouldn't be totally out of the question um, because I feel like I have a network that could could help if I decided to. to Yeah, because it's 30 minutes away. It's not too far. Yeah. Yeah, Just going the other direction. Yeah. Yeah. For your business um, moving forward, is there anything in particular that you're looking for other other than the the realtor thing that you're working on? Is there something that you're expanding into or? Are you looking to hire new people or? Well, um, we are looking to get getting into short-term managing of short-term rentals. Okay. Like, like the Airbnbs. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, because that's really, really hot right now. When you do that, do you take over the Airbnb 
the rental management mm-hmm. of that? Oh, okay. The whole thing. Interesting. I hadn't heard of property management with that. That's cool. Yeah, because... Makes sense. I mean, it's for the same reason that you would want a property manager yeah. for um, a traditional lease. And it works similarly, I guess. You're just taking a percentage of yes. the rent. Yeah. And yes. you're doing all the maintenance and all the cleanup. Everything. Okay. Everything. That's very cool. So I have been... Um, well, that may push you more south to, like, <laughs> to Savannah and Tybee yeah. Island and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it could. Um, so I'm just learning as much as I can about um, that industry and how I can um, how I can get a piece of that action. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's good. I didn't even realize that was going on, but that makes total sense. Yeah. If you could go back and do anything different in your business or sooner or anything like that, is there anything that comes to mind that... I probably would have opened um, opened up my own shop sooner. Yeah. Yeah. Just not hesitated as long. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, did you know though at the time that that's what you wanted to do? Or well, did I you knew think about I wanted to to go to um, you know to be a broker. Right. You know? Yeah. So instead but of waiting six years, years just, you would have yeah. yeah, gone into it sooner. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I because I started dabbling in property management right in the downturn. Yeah. You know, just sort of helping out with the management of, you know, the property or collecting right. rent, you know, just then I'm like, wait a minute. These, this is something that they really need help with. Right. Uh, so I need to figure out how to monetize this yeah, yeah. because obviously there have been property managers for, you know, a long time. But I didn't get it. I didn't know about it that, you know, hey, you could do this. Right, right. Yeah, so... I know you don't have a crystal ball, but do you see foresee anything happening in the real estate market like 2008? I mean, not to that extreme probably, but do you think we're going to have a little bit of a dip? It's going to correct. Yeah. Yeah, I've learned that, you know. You're just kind of getting all your investors in position <laughs> right now. Yeah, and, and most of them are in very good, you know, they they are, most of my investors purchased at that time. Right. And they are looking great, right. <laughs> you know, and it's it's been a great ride. Um, and the newer ones, that's the funny thing is that even investors that that have come to me in the last two years, right? They're still their minds are still thinking like it's two thousand eight, <laughs> like like they just a hundred properties hitting the market every day. For, yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like the first few weeks or conversations with them is like un un mm. un, <laughs> un making that. Yeah, yeah, that mm-hmm. this does not exist anymore. Right. And there's still good deals to be had. Sure. But you got to hunt for them. Yeah. 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 (laughs) At the time, it was hard to get get through the surplus. You had to like just figure out (laughs) how to target. Exactly. There was so much hitting the market. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So that that's a funny thing because it's just they they are not letting it go. The fact that I could find them this uh, four bedroom house for forty six thousand dollars that all you have to do is put paint and carpet in. Right. (laughs) <laughs> not gonna happen today no right so you said something coming up or exciting or something that i was looking forward to um a trip to honolulu oh yeah yeah with uh the narpum which is the the trade association have you been there before no i've never uh, been to hawaii either. it's our broker owner conference how long have you been over there i'm gonna be there for five days Oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, in April. And you get some time to yourself yeah. during that. Yeah. Oh, trust me. I'll, yeah. <laughs> and the way they do those conferences, they, they work in plenty of you know time for you to enjoy. Will you be able to go to any of the uh, other islands? Or are you going to be? You know, I don't know. I, I don't know. We'll yeah. see as we get a little closer in the registration and the itinerary and stuff. We'll see some volcanoes. Just be careful. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> but I'm really looking forward to it. Well, that's awesome. Well, Venus, thanks so much for being on the show. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the show. If you haven't already, please subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting network, be that Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, or Apple Podcast. And if you also haven't checked out our YouTube channel, please do so. Go to our website, websuasion.com, W-E-B-S-U-A-S-I-O-N.com. At the very top, you'll see social media icons. Third from the right is the YouTube link. Click on that, click on the subscribe button, and then click on the bell icon, and that will notify you every time we post new videos. We post a couple segments a day, actually, from the interview segments of this broadcast, and there are great information for you to share in your social media feed keep you top of mind with your clients and prospects. Next week on the show, we have Sergeant Gavrilovich. He is a senior business banker at First Citizens Bank in Atlanta. He finds creative ways to provide his clients more capital, better structured capital, and improve working capital management. He focuses on healthcare, real estate, and equipment financing, business acquisition, and partner buyouts. We look forward to that, and until then, I hope you have a productive work week.